leaving, it's, it's, it's for us to go farther, you know? Every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. It's, I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. So many ills in the world, we need a safe space. Safe. Emotions just rise and try not to hide them. We need a safe space. Safe. We want to vent, but we can't. We need a safe space. Safe. Keeping it real with Jigga J. Bringing that safe space. Safe. Feeling all type of emotions held hostage. I can't get them out. Nah. Nowadays, things get personal. Why we can't just work them out? From mental health to a bottle. Damn. From a bottle to a model. Damn, the addiction is real. Since we've been on full throttle. Men, I know we need to talk. I know we tired of the silence. Women, I know you need love. But gotta start compromising. Meet each other in the middle. But no middle man like Malcolm. Need to improve, air our issues. But we need a safe space. So many ills in the world. We need a safe space. Emotions just rise and try not to hide them. We need a safe space. We want to vent, but we can't. We need a safe space. Safe. Keeping it real with Jigga J. Bringing that safe space. Y'all, so I was watching this interview on uh, the Heart to Heart TV show. It's on uh, Peacock TV. If you got to subscribe, it's got a lot of stuff. I know it got the uh, Fresh Prince on there, uh, and I heard good reviews on that, too. So check, the, subscribe to that if you want to look at some good new shows. But I was listening to that Heart to Heart TV show, and it's hosted by Kevin Hart, and he had Jay-Z on it. And it got to a part of the interview where Jay-Z was talking about perspective and how understanding other people's perspective is vital, is very important. And I was listening to what he was saying, and it kind of resonated with me because a lot of us tend to try to get people to try to understand our perspectives so hard and we try to push our perspectives onto other people to the point where we almost make them like we want them to just see where we come from and that's it or we try to push our beliefs and our feelings onto other people without acknowledging where they could be possibly coming from or where you know or where their 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 eyes are seeing at that given time or at that given moment uh, I tie it to just lack of understanding and lack of wanting to understand, but a lot of things that go on between you and other people could not escalate if you could just try to find a way to understand their perspective. Um, a lot of what he was saying about that really hit home for me because there was a time where me and a family member had a really bad falling out, really, really bad falling out. Actually, I'm going to just, I'm going to say, me and my mom had a really bad falling out when I was in high school still. 
and it was a big blow up. It was a lot going on and it ended up with me having to leave and stay with my dad at the time. We've now uh, made up for the situation, obviously. I mean, I was 18. That was 11 years ago. Jesus Christ, 11 years. I'm getting old. Anyways, we're not going to talk about that. 11 years ago, uh, that it was a situation where my mom kind of had a big outburst of emotion, and it resulted in me having to leave the house and going to live with my dad. And I never really understood what was going on in the situation to make something so small in the moment, or at least small in my eyes, obviously. Something so small like that could make her blow up the way she did. Um, it was a it was a little out of character for her. So not only was it just like shock value, but it was just extremely surprising. My mom is typically under control when it comes to expressing herself, at least to me. But in that moment, it was kind of irrational, and it was a, it was almost like she wasn't talking to me. And up until maybe, I don't know, a few months ago, I actually just sat and thought about the situation, and I reflected on it. Not that I hadn't reflected on it prior to a few months ago, but I genuinely was just like, you know, why? Why would that have happened? And I never just put myself in her shoes completely. You know, I would give the benefit of the doubt. I'd be like, man, you know, maybe she was going through something. But I really broke down what she was going through to have put her in a situation to do something that she probably regretted at the time. And she's a she's now apologized for it. And, I mean, she's been apologized for it. We've been gotten over it. But... Just looking back at it, it made me think about what she was going through at that given time to make her do such a thing that she knew would hurt me, she knew it would hurt herself and everyone around. And she she didn't really have an outlet to let those feelings she was having go in a, a positive way. And... I was kind of like an innocent bystander that just caught the wrath of everything that she was going through. Now that I'm looking back and now that I'm expressing that to y'all is more like, you know, and connecting that to what Jay-Z was saying is like, man, if you could live life just trying to put yourself in other people's shoes, then it'll put you in a position to have it more control over what happens in your life and who you want in your life. But it'll also control your emotions on how people will, you know, treat you or talk to you in a specific kind of situation. If you make them mad or if they're just mad for no reason, like you didn't do anything and you just kind of come up and they're mad at you and you kind of have to sit. And it's tough. You have to kind of just sit and be like, okay, are they really mad at me? And that's where you just kind of have to go with what you know 
control your emotions and not just up and get mad at them. But try to understand that people are going through things every day, good and bad, and you don't know everything. And sometimes people could do things that could affect their life, affect their relationship with you. And some things could be deemed, you know, deemed so disrespectful that you have to separate yourself, but some things could be handled. And, you know, you have to, if you love the person enough, if you want the person in your life, you have to find a way to adjust and, you know, find that, that way to, you know, understand their perspective on everything. That being said, welcome to episode four of the Safe Space Podcast. I'm Justin. Um, happy to be back. Uh, on Actually, on the last episode, I had um, gave you guys the number for the suicide hotline since we was talking about mental health. And um, that number, it still works, but they actually have uh, posted a new way, a quicker way, actually, to get everyone to use the line, whether it's a text or a phone call. And uh, all you have to do is press uh, 988, and either you can do that in the text messages or you can just press 988 and, you know, press the green button. If you got iPhone, I'm not entirely sure how Androids work. And uh, you can call, and it sends you right to the line right away. So that's that's pretty convenient. I think that's, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard to keep up with the longer number, I guess. But it's also like, it's an emergency-like situation. So why not have the three numbers, just like if you were to need to call 911 for a reason and you need to talk to someone relatively quick. So I think that's, that's pretty neat that they uh, gave us access to something a little bit quicker. Um, but if, I don't know, you somehow forget the 988 number or you don't know about it, you can still call the 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 number that I gave last episode, and it works just just the same way. I'm not entirely sure if you could um, text that, but you can definitely call it, and it works. Um, before I get any further, I wanted to mention that I am I do actually have the my YouTube up and running. I haven't started posting just yet. That will come. Uh, I do have my TikTok up and ready too. Uh, both are under the same name. I think the TikTok has a hashtag at the end, but the YouTube is uh, the safe space podcast. So pretty easy to find. Y'all know if y'all need anything else I can, I'm quick to answer anybody. Um, Most people have talked to me through the Facebook group or if they have my number, they talk to me directly. If they had any questions or if they wanted to get something on the pod or have me mention them or mention whatever they needed on the pod. Y'all know how to contact me, but yeah, I'm getting a YouTube TikTok together. So I want y'all to follow along with that, please. Uh, make sure y'all subscribe to it. Make sure y'all share, get the word out. Uh, and that would be, uh, that would be very nice of you. I'll be very grateful if you were to do, do that, that I really want my voice to get heard. I really want my, my word to get, you know, processed through everyone, through the right people, get passed to the people who need it the most. Because I'm here to help. And that's 
that's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing this. Not just to talk my head off, um, but I do want people to be helped as much as possible. So this is why I'm doing it. Now that I ain't got that out the way, I'm going to go ahead and jump into the advice of the day. So my advice for y'all today is um, to do your best to identify who is meant to be in your life forever and who's meant to be in your life for just a moment. What I mean by that is you have to understand when a person is in your life for just the season or just a specific situation in your life. If someone, if you're going through a breakup, if you're, you just lost your job, you, I don't know, your dog just passed away, something like that. And you have a person that is there to be the shoulder for you to cry on. And they know all the right things to say for this given moment. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're meant to be with them or be in their life or them to be in your life for the rest of your life. They could just be good for that specific moment. And you have to find a way to identify that. Identify if this person is right for you long term or right for you for this specific situation. Tough to do. Um, It actually ties into the subject of this episode, which is self-awareness. You also have to find a way to be aware of what this person brings to your table of life if these aspects that helped you through this situation that you're going through can help you through most situations, if they're an asset in your life for more than just helping you through a a tough time, can they help you through a a better, a a good time? Can they push you higher when you need, need that extra push? Are they there when you're down on yourself and they could be like, Hey, no, stop being like that because you're better than that. If you have a hard time identifying that, you need to start paying attention more. But the moment you do realize either or, you have to move accordingly. If you know that they're not the type of person to be in your life forever, you have to find a way to separate yourself. But if you know that they are supposed to be in your life and they're giving you every reason possible to be in your life, you need to hold on to those people because those people are hard to find. Hold on to them tight. Don't let them go. Don't hold them so tight that, you know, you lose them that way too. But if you find someone special in your life, whether it's just a friend, whether it's a spouse, you hold on to those people. You do not allow other people in your life to make you get rid of them for their benefit because this is your story. This is your life. You write your own story. And if, you know, the people in your life have a problem with, you having certain people in your life that make you happy, then maybe the person that's trying to get you to get rid of that other person needs to be let go. And that's my advice for today. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and dive into the subject, the main subject of this episode, and that's on self-awareness. Uh, basically everything you need to know self-awareness-wise. I'm also going to chime in a little bit on how I'm, uh, how self-aware I am. Um, I have here the 
actual definition of being self-aware. Uh, it's to have conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires. My definition of it is obviously that, but I say self-awareness is knowing everything about yourself that is necessary for you to be as successful in life as possible. What I mean by that is you are able to know your triggers, you know your love language, you know things that make you feel good, you know things that make you feel terrible, you know what situations to get yourself into and what situations to avoid. You tend to know when it's time to leave a bad situation or when it's time to let everything kind of flow and things fall as they may. You know when things are out of your control and you just kind of have to let it be. And you know when it's time to make a move because you know you you have the control over it. Um, ways that being self-aware can benefit you, in my opinion, uh, it allows you to have a higher level of understanding for yourself. Uh, I kind of explained it in my definition. You, you know a lot about yourself the more you ask yourself the right questions. In order to kind of ask yourself the right, right questions, you have to pay attention. You have to continuously put yourself in certain situations to be like, okay, how did this make me feel? Do I like this? Do I not? Um, you kind of have to go through some things to become self-aware. If you kind of find yourself in a bubble, you won't, you, you won't allow yourself to know you get to know yourself for real. You, you just kind of, you find yourself in a shell and it's no, no room to grow. And, and I say, they say that you find, you find the most growth and discomfort. You find yourself in a lot of di like uncomfortable situations and you make those situations now comfortable. Your character is now a lot like built up a lot better than what it was prior to. Another good benefit to being self-aware is knowing how certain things will pan out. You obviously can't control other people. You can't control other, other things around you. If they can make their own, if it can make it all its own choice, obviously, but you can control you and whatever you do affects you. And if someone else is involved, it affects the people that it, you know, that are involved. Um, you can see how things pan out because you know how you're going to react in certain situations. If you find yourself out and about with your friends and another group of people are starting a situation you should be able to know yourself well enough to know what to do next, whether this is a situation where you need to get out, you need to get your friends out, you need to 
you know, find a way to get to deescalate the situation. But there's also times where you know yourself well enough that you're going to go ahead and make the move, make the first move. Some in some cases, you can go ahead and you start the fight, or you, um, your friends are stopping you because they know how you can get, you know, and that. You know, sometimes you could make the decision to get out of the situation to protect everyone, but you could also get out of a situation to protect you. You could also know when, for example, if you find yourself in a situation and your boss is borderline disrespecting you because you did something wrong. You have to be self-aware enough to understand if it's time to say something, if it's time to act upon something to get out of that job, get out of that conversation, how to do it. Being self-aware is knowing like I need to do this, 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 and this to not make this situation worse. It's, it's almost just like making a negative situation positive. But it's also it also works the other way. Like me, for example, when I get gifts, when I get, you know, things from people, I know, I tend to warn people actually, like, hey, I'm not going to react the way you would probably want me to. Not because I don't love what you give me or I just full-blown hate it. It's just I'm not the type of person that's bouncing off the wall for gifts, even if I absolutely needed it. Like I'll give you a, Oh man, that's real neat. And I'll give a hug. I'll, you know, I high five. I do everything I need to do to try to make you feel good the best way I can. But I'm not the type of person to be jumping for joy and borderline crying. Cause I got a specific gift. And I mean, that could be tied to my love language, but I know that I know that I know how some things are going to pan out based on who who I am and me knowing who I'm who I am, being self-aware of who I am. And me warning said person on my react my reaction to whatever they plan to give me puts me in a position to have a positive outcome regardless of how they may feel about my reaction. Now, if I got something that I didn't want or I didn't like, I'm not I'm not an a-hole. I'm not going to just straight up be like, well, this is trash. This is terrible. Why would you even give me this? Like, that's crazy. But I am going to, one, I'm going to thank them. I'm going to show my appreciation for them going out of the way for it. And before it's even given to me, I'm making sure to let them know, hey, this is who I am. This is not to hurt you, but I'm not one to be going crazy over it. And I think that's one of, that's that's a good thing to have when it comes to your self-aware, awareness journey. One of the big issues with going on your self-awareness journey, and if you're act like actively trying to find some self-awareness from within, is... Finding out when you're the problem 
and actually holding yourself accountable for that. Uh, I've had issues with that myself. I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it before. If I hadn't, I'm going to at some point. I know a lot of people, though, who are in situations where they're just like, they, they're doing things and it's more subconscious than it is conscious. And they're just like, things, this, this situation is gone all wrong. And I don't know what's going, like, what's a way to fix it. I don't know where it went wrong. I don't know how it's just wrong. And a lot of those people don't start to look within first. They tend to look at the other person involved or the other people involved. And they say, well, they're not doing this. They're not doing that. And it's causing a, a, a fuss. But then you ask them, like, okay, so what did you do? And they either deflect or they make what they did sound like something that was just nothing. Like, you can just brush over and move forward with. But you have to understand that in a partnership, companionship, in business, um, any form of a relationship or partnership that you have in your life, no not everything you're going to do is perfect. You may have a lot of perfect moments, a lot of great moments, but there was something that you may have done that made the other person or the other people feel a certain way that caused that, that put a dent in the metal, if you will. And not addressing that, not figuring that out and also not talking about it, whether it's with yourself um, like in a journal or something or, you know, even out loud from time to time or talking to the people or that person that's also involved in the situation will leave you thinking that you're not the problem. And, you know, me saying finding out if you're the problem or not doesn't mean that you're the only problem. No, it's just saying to own up to what you've done and the ways that you have possibly been stubborn and address it and tweak it to where, yeah, you still have, you're sitting on your square in a way, but you're also being respectful enough to know how that could be wrong in the situation and changing that. Now, if it's something completely bad, just straight up, you shouldn't be doing it then you need to stop doing it because yeah, it's hurting the other person, but it's hurting you ultimately. There are some things you could keep some aspects you can keep that works in your benefit. If you use it the right way. And there's some things that you possess that you, that are only, that's only good. If you definitely use it in moderation and being self-aware ties to accountability you have to be accountable for your actions, for the things that you say and how you go about things. And if you don't, you tend to find yourself ignoring the fact that you could have possibly been the problem the whole time. Another thing that I know a lot of people that I associate with have an issue with when it comes to self-awareness is understanding what triggers them and how to deflate 
those things to where they're not putting you in a compromising situation. If you know that you mess with toxic men and you've got, you've got in touch with these toxic men on dating sites, you know, the Tinder, the, the Bumble, you have to get yourself out of that. You have to understand that you're, you're being triggered by these same men in the same kind of area. Avoid that. If you know that you are going through a bad breakup and your friends are going to joke about the guy or joke about the girl over and over, and you don't want to think about this person anymore, and you're going to get angry and you're going to flip out on them, before you get to that point, open your mouth and talk to your friends in a respectful manner. Like, hey, I don't want to talk about my ex. Leave it alone. We're not together anymore. We're all moving forward, all right? Let's not talk about this anymore because it makes me feel uncomfortable. It bothers me. They should respect that if they're your real friends. They should move forward if they're your real friends. And it, But that shows a, a, a elevation of self-awareness by, one, opening your mouth and saying something in general and saying something to your friends, the people that you plan to hang out with, especially in that situation, you're hanging out with them a lot. So you don't want to be triggered. You don't want to be put in a situation where you're going to get mad or you're going to say something that you're going to regret. And also one of the big triggers that people seem to not want to come to terms with is social media. Politics, people saying how they feel all the time, people trolling, they just saying things to get a reaction out of you. Those are triggers. The, the internet is filled with people just triggering everything that could make you mad and people will still be on the internet and be on their phones and have their head in their phones all day, all as much as they can possibly do it. And they'll sit and bitch and moan about how they don't like this or they don't like that. Or why do people do this? And how could this happen? Like, dude, stop looking at it. That's, that's on you. Stop finding ways to get on the internet if you're going to sit and complain about it the whole time. It literally makes no sense. So just sit and think about how you're putting yourself in this situation. You're putting yourself in a lot of situations. I mean, technically, every situation you've been in, you've put yourself in. You just have to figure out how to control the triggers. Talk to someone, talk to a professional about it, talk to people that you genuinely trust with your word and you trust their word. You just can't sit and be triggered about everything that you got going on or every bad thing that goes on around you, knowing that one, you can't control everybody else, but what you can do is control who's in your life and who you and, and what you decide to be a part of. If you decide to be a part of Facebook and TikTok, especially TikTok and especially Twitter, like people are free to say and do what they want on those apps. And if every little thing is going to trigger you, you need to stay off of those apps. Or if anything, start to spread the opposite. Say, get your voice out. Say things that you know would make people feel good about themselves 
and, you know, things that may trigger you, you could then spread ways to for other people to not feel triggered themselves, like turn a negative into a positive. And I think that's one of the ways that you could get more self-aware from yourself and you also should help other people become more self-aware in addressing those triggers. I mean, one of the the biggest things I deal with in my self-awareness journey is actually um, just realizing who I need in my life long-term that's going to be the right puzzle pieces for my story, for my life. And also not giving everyone so much of the benefit of the doubt because I tend to give people a little bit too much of my, of my emotional power. Um, I can allow something to hurt me and I kind of let it sit on my, my heart a little bit too long and it's giving them too much power. And that's, that's a big thing for me. I'm just trying my best to, realize that I can control my emotions a little bit more and that I can, I can know when someone is doing something to me or towards me that they just don't know that they're doing it and I should address it. And the people that are doing things to me that they know that they're doing it and they're being malicious and I need to know, I need to address it and probably get rid of them. I just, I know on my journey, that's one of my biggest things. I tend to, I have a tendency of giving everyone the benefit of the doubt right away. And not everyone deserves that. Um, but yeah, that's one of my, one of my biggest steps that I have to get through. And it's tough because sometimes it could be people that are close to you and, a lot of feelings are tied to, you know, why you kind of let them get away from it. And I'm, 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 I know I'm not alone with it. I know a lot of people that have probably gone through situations where they just can't, um, they, they allow people to control their emotions. They allow people to push their buttons and it gets the best of them. And they hold it in until the wrong time. I'm not that hard. I'm not, I'm not that bad. I don't, I'm not letting things bottle up. I've gotten through that stage at least. I'm also, you know, verbalizing things a lot faster, which could also be detrimental to me, but I would rather get it out right away than bottle it up and blow up. But that's one of my biggest um, problems in the in this journey that I have. But ultimately, I think that I've gotten to know myself very well throughout the process, very, very well. And it's pushed me forward. It's, it's gotten me to the point of doing this, doing this podcast, and getting my, getting my voice heard, getting my face seen, letting people know what's going on in my mind and the more self-aware I become, the more confident, the more 
you know, I, I just feel like on top of the world more often than not. I'm not sitting sad like, you know, it was time through the pandemic when the pandemic had just started. I was just kind of sad more than I was happy. And that wasn't. Obviously, it wasn't beneficial to me. It wasn't beneficial to the people around me either. So, you know, it's only been two years since I was then at that point, and that was one of my lowest points. But I'm not there anymore, and I don't plan to go back to that point. So, yeah, that's where we're going to end that segment. Um, now we're going to get to a few questions of the day. All right, so the first question I have is was something I think I answered, but I can just give a different answer to it. Um, what's the hardest thing you face with self-awareness? Um, I said the emotion control thing. Uh, let me think on this one. I'll say one of the other hardest things about it is – I mean, I guess knowing when you're wrong, when when you're wrong and you need to just own up to it, like, quote, unquote, be a man and just own up to it. Like, people get so stubborn and they're just like, nope, nope, I'm ten toes down. I ain't moving nowhere. I may be wrong, but ain't no buts. There, there are no buts in this situation. You're wrong. You got someone else involved. Like, it's okay if you were wrong and you were just, you, you were alone. You did something wrong and no one else is involved. Okay, you, you don't necessarily have to admit it at that point in time. Eventually you do, but not at that point in time. If someone else is involved, if you're in a relationship, if you're in a business, if you're just, you know, playing on a team, you're doing something and you do something wrong, admit that you're wrong, say sorry, Find out a way to fix it and move on and do it as quick as possible. The longer you wait, you're prolonging the inevitable and you're causing a fuss. And that's something that I did quite a bit. Um, not just being straight up with what I was doing wrong, lying to myself, saying that I was doing everything right. And, you know, sometimes having to be a little bit nitpicky, like, yeah, you are doing this wrong. Fix it. They're not happy with you. Fix it. Simple. Um, so, yeah, that's one of the other hardest, harder things when it comes to self-awareness. So, go to the second question. Um, what's the top three things a relationship needs? These are things that every relationship needs and not just, not just, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, 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 boyfriend, boyfriend, a marriage, you know, husband, wife, husband, husband, wife, wife. This is with every relationship, every friendship, every partnership, you need these things. And none of those things work without these three things. You could have other aspects and these are not in any order. These are just the things that you absolutely need. No question. Number one, you both need to be, or you all, you all need to be completely honest. 
completely honest. No BS, no lying, no sugarcoating, no dancing around the truth, no stretching the truth. You need all of it. If it's going to hurt feelings, that has to happen. The feelings have to be hurt for you to know where a person stand. And I think, personally, if it's hurting you, you haven't came to that conclusion yet. If the truth hurts you as, if uh, the truth, which is supposed to be a good thing, is hurting you, either you haven't come to that conclusion that that's the truth, or you've been full-blown in denial, knowing that it is the truth, and someone else telling you it is just kind of like, oh, a knife to the heart. The truth should never be looked at as bad. It should just be looked at as what it is. It is what it is. The truth. What I see is what I get. What you see is what you get. That's the truth. If my words match my actions, that's real. That's the truth. I'll be deemed a liar if my words and my actions didn't match. But the truth absolutely needs to be solidified for a, a partnership, a, a relationship, you know, brotherhood, sisterhood. None of that works without being honest. Um, second thing is understanding. Not everyone is the same. A lot of people do things a lot of different ways, and the best way to move forward either together or separate, is understanding. And especially if it's, um, you know, a guy-girl relationship, men and women are different. Men and women are the same. Men and women deal with things differently. They, And, I mean, even things like interracial relationships. You're both from different areas. You grew up differently. You have different parents, different siblings. If you even have siblings, like, you know, a person who lived in a single parent home, people who live as the only child get married to someone who has a family of seven, that's that's drastically different. You're going to have a different kind of personality. You're going to be reacting differently to certain things. The best way to get over that is understanding. Not to sidetrack, but I think that's kind of the issue with Americans. America is full of different cultures, different races, different backgrounds, different languages. They call it the melting pot for a reason. It's full of difference. It's a lot of different everything. And the hardest thing we deal with is not, no one wants to listen. No one's listening to understand. Everyone's listening to argue. No, you need to hear me out. No, you need to hear me out. No, you need to hear me out. You, what you're saying is false because you're not listening to me. And that's exactly what happens in relationships that lack understanding. No, I'm going through this and you need to understand what I'm feeling, but I don't care what you're feeling because I'm feeling this. No. You have to understand that they need to know what you're going through and you need to understand what they're going through. Now, there are certain things you can't possibly fathom to understand. I don't understand women going through PMS. 
and, you know, menopause. I'll never understand these things. I never understand women having children and the the pains of that altogether. I never understand having <laughs> boobs or having men catcall me. I could never understand that. But in the same breath, I mean, women don't understand how men have the mindset of being the security and being, you know, the man of the house, the responsibility of that. And, you know, kind of having the responsibility of being the breadwinner or being the provider. Now, you may you may make more than the guy, but the guy still has a level of insecurity when he's at that point of not making as much as you because society has told him another thing or history has told him another thing. So, yeah, that's something that he has to work on with himself, but you also have to understand where he's coming from too, just like he has to understand all the things that you're going through. And the moment y'all can come to some understanding, the connection 10 times better. Last but not least, and I actually do think this is number one. The other two are interchangeable, but this is number one to me, and that's communication. You got to know how to talk to a person, when to talk to a person. You have to know all of that. You have to know the right time to say certain things. You have to know how to say certain things because just like understanding, it's people are different. You have to understand that people talk different. People sometimes don't talk, and there's a reason behind that. But you would much rather deal with someone who talks too much and then you have to bring them down and say, hey, okay, you don't have to say anything at that point. And sometimes naturally that happens. You can overtalk at the beginning of a relationship and then by the time y'all get older, you don't have to say certain things. So first few dates, first few months of a relationship, yeah, you got to tell them like, hey, I sleep a certain way or I like my food a certain way, or I do this on road trips, you know, stuff like that, that's going to put it in their head. And sometimes you have to repeat yourself. But at a certain point, your partner, if they truly care, they're going to use what they heard you say and put it in action before you have to ask for it. You like your, the crust cut off your, your sandwiches, you told them that at the beginning, and now when they make you a sandwich, they know to cut the the crust off the edge before you even have to ask for it. It's certain, it's certain things that could make someone feel warm and at home. Something as simple as that could be the thing. And, I don't know, communication is the most important thing to me when it comes to a relationship. But, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go to the very last question, and that's um, outside of the obvious things like bills um, and certain things like that, if you were to win the lottery, what's the big thing you'd do? Um, I was actually talking to uh, one of my friends at my gym about this. Um, I told her that, if I was to win something crazy, because I think the lottery is like $500 million here. That's crazy to think about, $500 million. But at the time, it was at four, $400 million. And I was like, man, obviously I would, you know, pay bills off, pay all the family bills off. I'd be a little extra with getting 
giving my friends and family some money. But the big thing that I would purchase is um, a wellness center. I would get, buy some land. I would build a huge, like, state-of-the-art, quote-unquote, building where people can, one, come and work out. So you have the commercial gym kind of feel. You can come and work out as much as you like. I would have pools. I would have hot tubs. I would have saunas. I would have basketball courts. I would have tennis courts. I would have a football field. People could play a little, you know, so touch. They could, you know, work on their kicking. People could play soccer out there. I would also have therapists. I would have rooms where people can use either their medical insurance or they pay a relatively cheaper fee, cheaper than the the normal fee you would get on, you know, day-in, day-out therapists. Or maybe they could just use their membership. I don't know. I'm kind of figuring this out as I go. Like, I got the money already or something. But, yeah, I would have therapists to sit and talk to people who need someone to talk to. And this place would just be my baby. I would make this place accessible to everyone and anyone who needs it and to use it properly. Um, I'm sure it could be other things that I could add to that, but I know talking to people and, you know, finding ways to relax and, you know, working out is some of the bigger things to do when you're trying to become a better person, a better version of yourself. So that would be definitely one of the things that I would I would do with, shoot, $400, $500 million that they trying to give away to everybody. All right, and last but not least, we're going to go ahead and go into this He Rant segment. All right, so one thing that I'm I'm bothered with, especially here in freaking Michigan, man, we deal with this endlessly is freaking traffic and not just the traffic, but construction. And I know a lot of Midwest deal with this because I know I dealt with this when I was back in North Dakota. It's like winter for like eight months and then it's just construction for the next four. And it's you can't get anywhere. You cannot get anywhere without running into construction. Your 10-minute trip is now 40 minutes because of construction. The four-lane highway turns into one lane, and nobody knows how to drive in it, and it's ridiculous. The traffic is ridiculous. I can't go anywhere at any time from my place to the next without running into traffic. It is so irritating. I cannot deal with it. I I mean, I'm figuring out back roads now. I'm like, I call myself the back road king now because I never used to do back road driving. It kind of sketches me out, especially at nighttime. But that's all I want to do now because the moment I get on the highway, I'm stuck. Like, the moment I get on the highway, I'm stuck. And it's like, damn, like, can can I get anywhere? Even if I try to pull a fast one and go early, everyone got the same idea. I'm like, what? How? 
y'all, y'all can't y'all can't possibly be starting to be this smart the same time I want to be smart. Like, come on. And the roads in Michigan suck. Like, even with the construction, it's a it's potholes ten feet deep. People and people don't even see it till they pull up on it. They and nobody drives the speed limit here, and that includes me. I'm going eighty in the seventy. I hope the feds aren't listening. Anyways, I don't go to speed limit very much and neither does 90% of the people here. So when we pull up on a, a, a hole, basically a, a black hole in the road, that's we are seeing the car being damaged. We, we already are counting how much money we going to have to use to fix our cars. It's like, what's the point of construction? If you're not fixing the roads as is, it's like, are you fixing the right roads? Where the hell is all our tax money going? To the wrong roads, we didn't. We didn't even need construction on it on the highway. We needed it in the city, in town, and I can't go through town without breaking my car, and I can't get on the highway without not going anywhere because of freaking traffic. But you know what? It is what it is. I got to deal with it. I got to work around it. Maybe I need to be a better driver. Right? We talking about self awareness today, so maybe I need to be a better driver or something. Or I need to figure my way around the area more. So whatever, you know, I'm over it. I'm over it. But I'm going to go ahead and con- conclude this episode, episode four. I am very, very happy on four episodes in. But I do, before y'all go ahead and finish the episode, and after you finish the episode, I'm going to need y'all to go ahead and follow everything that I have this podcast uh, promoted on. Uh, I got the Facebook group. A safe space podcast. Um, I have the IG, the underscore, underscore, safe space, underscore, underscore. Uh, I do, like I said, got the YouTube up, uh, the safe space podcast, and then I also have uh, my TikTok. I actually just posted one for this episode, so you'll probably see that before I even upload the episode. Um, that's just the safe space podcast, underscore. Go ahead, follow, give it a like, give it a share. Um, Stay in tune with everything because I'm going to start posting uh, on the YouTube, probably start with a few live streams just to kind of get people's attention and, uh, you know, get my word out there as fast as I can possibly do it. But, yeah, I need y'all to, uh, yeah, just share as much as you can. Ask as many questions. I love the interaction. So keep that going, especially. And if you're listening um, through Spotify, which I think the majority of you are, um, make sure you rate it. Give me, give me more than just five stars. Um, you'll see it at the top, uh, close to where the picture is, um, where it asks you like for a rating or whatever. Just give me as many stars as possible. If they, if they only give them five, give me six, you know, I, I, I'll take the extra. I, I'll give you a quick little shout out, but yeah, with that being said, thank you for listening. Thanks for uh, hearing me out today and let me know. How did I make your space safe today?